0: Hey guys, in today's podcast, we're gonna talk about risk appetite. How much risk are you willing to take per trade and why that may change as you evolve as a trader. Now, before we hop into this episode, make sure you subscribe to all of my YouTube channels, Akil Stokes, Akil Stokes Shorts, and The Trader Coffee Break, where me and Jason Greystone come on live once a week and discuss topics that are important to you as traders. So, YouTube search Akil Stokes, subscribe, YouTube search Akil Stokes, hashtag Shorts, subscribe, and YouTube search The Trader Coffee Break. Let's dig in. Could be on my end. Give me a second. We are gonna get into the trading today. I do have a question. I want to shoot to you guys first, and it's a, a follow-up on something we talked about in Monday's Q&A. Monday's Q&A, we talked a lot about risk management, and um, we had a trader who wanted to grow his account pretty quickly, or, or not, not necessarily a negative way, but maximize his account, and we talked a little bit about the risk of, of doing so. And I put out a poll question yesterday asking... What do you personally risk per trade? I'd love for you guys to answer it as well. But I put out a poll question asking, what do you personally risk per trade? And there were four options. Option one was less than 1%. Option two was between 1% and 3%. Option three was between 3 and 5%. And then option four was more than 5%. Where would you say that you land in that category and even if you're not trading where do you think you you'll end up landing in that category what would you say Ooh, yeah it looks like internet connection issues that's the problem it looks like i might not be able to see you youtube hopefully you can hear me um or she says or Bobby says 1% for me, or she says around 1%. Got a few more people typing in, let me know. The poll's going to be up for the rest of the week. It's got about 100 and I think 150 votes, 200 votes already on, on different platforms. So it'll be pretty cool. Um, Rudy says between 1 and 3. So here's, here's what I found really interesting, right? So in both cases... The majority of the votes, almost 50% or over 50% in one, 40-something percent in another, right, were between 1% and 3%, right? That's pretty pretty standard, would you say? That's typically a pretty standard risk parameter. 3% is, is normally seen as like the extreme. 1% is a normal one. So that was the majority, which, which was cool. I was happy to see that. I, I, a, a poll on social media. Maybe I got to give my followers a little bit more credit, but typically a poll on social media that's out there for the public, Um, you expected something crazy. The category that came in second was less than 1%, which is cool. Pretty risk averse. Now, here's what I found interesting. And I, I don't know if you guys can give me some insight on this. So third... Actually, no, I would say th- um hold on, there are different results. I would say about third maybe tied for second overall, but definitely somewhere between there different platforms had different results. Third was more than five percent, so on the Twitter poll, it was actually twenty six point nine percent had more than five percent while only ten point four had between three and five so it's kind of like it skipped over to ten point the the three uh three and five percent, but yeah. More than 5%, 27% on uh, Twitter, and about 13% over on YouTube. So I I found that to be pretty interesting that people skipped straight from kind of the conservative between 1% and 3% and less than 1% all the way to more than 5%. You guys have any have any idea why that would be? I honestly don't. That's why I wanted to come in and ask you guys. But any idea why that would be? We skip straight over to three to five and go straight to five <laughs> percent. Get rich quick. Yeah, I, that was that was extremely interesting to me. Now. I did get a comment, which was a pretty cool comment, um, underneath the what the YouTube version of the poll, I guess. Um, are you talking about per trade or total exposure per per trade, Chris? Per trade, total exposure—that's fine. Yeah, I'm talking about per per trade. Per trade. Now here's an interesting comment, and. Some people may take it the wrong way. I actually thought it was a very good comment. Um, But Mark Quinn said, In swing trading, 5%. Scalping, 10%. I've been trading 15 years, and I used to trade 1% to 3% risk, but I would always kick myself at the end of the year when I seen how much more I could have made with higher risk. So I finally increased it, but it's very important if you're going to take higher risk, you have to know your strategy and how it performs over the long haul. I'm talking five plus years. Most traders have not been trading long enough to take risk over 3% per trade, But once you have been profitable for five plus years, I advise you increase your risk. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that comment? I think a lot of people are going to be scared. And there were a few comment responses to it. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be scared when when they... I wouldn't say it's normal, um, but I think a lot of people just because most most traders never make it five years. <laughs> but I think a lot of people are going to be scared by initially saying, hearing swing trading five percent, scalping ten percent. Um, and I'm more concentrated on the swing trading because scalping is what it is. If if it's even a thing, um, it all depends on how we define scalping. But uh, trader probably meant more like day trading um, because that's that's a massive amount, ten percent per trade, guys. You can do the math. How quickly can you blow your entire account, risking 10% per trade? How quickly can you blow your entire account, risking 5% per trade? Very, 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 very quickly. And that's why I would never recommend that to anybody. Because I think you're you're putting yourself... It's a recipe for disaster. But what makes this trader's statement different is that this trader has been trading for 15 years. They know their strategy. They know their results. They know their ebbs and flows. They know exactly what their max drawdowns have historically been. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's like just like backtesting, you know, the, the past doesn't necessarily predict the future to a T but it's it's it gives you a pretty good idea so this trader knows exactly what they they know all the ins and outs of their system and per the data that they've accumulated over those 15 years of trading they can come to the conclusion that hey the reward is worth the risk because you risk more you get more reward And they can come to the conclusion that says, hey, based on my data, based on my historical performance, I know that I can risk up to this much and not put myself at any greater, great risk. You are at greater risk, but any significant risk of, say, blowing an account or or taking a drawdown that is past my maximum allowable. And the cool thing about retail trading, because I, 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 I. I trade it um i, I never trade it as a, um I never trade it for an institution but I managed money which is you know it's a similar technique when managing money you have to be very very low risk extremely low risk don't you dare put it at high risk you're going to lose all your clients all your accounts the cool thing about being a retail trader with your own money is guess what it's your own money right Who's the one telling you how much to risk? Whose risk appetite are you dealing with? Your own. So you know how much you're willing to stomach. And we were talking to Duncan about this on, on Monday, the Q&A, about plugging things to the, uh, the money management spreadsheet, where you're increasing your delta and stuff like that. And you can see like the massive returns. You also see kind of the the massive drawdowns that come. And it's all about finding that mesh point where, hey, I am willing to accept this. To make that. And then finding that level that isn't dictated by someone else. Not dictated by man. If I take more than a a 10% drawdown. My client's going to drop me. It's about. What are you willing to stomach? Hey may I have to go through a 10% drawdown at some point. But doing so is going to be able able to make. um, Help me make an 80% return. And then you weigh those factors. And see if it's worth it. So I think a lot of people are going to poo-poo this this comment. I I, th- I thought it was actually well well written. It wasn't just like, "Hey, I risk ten percent because I want to make more money." But it was explained. There was there was there was substance behind it. Dougie says, "Risk management to me is not risk avoidance. It's identifying identifying risk you should be taking. Um, yeah, the risk you are comfortable taking. Yeah." It's, it's all about identifying risk that you are comfortable taking. And that's going to be different per person. And that's the, the great thing about trading for yourself is that you are your own business. You create those rules. There are no set parameters saying that, hey, you can only risk this amount. Like, you know, for you guys that have gone through uh, the prop firm challenges where you have to stay under this amount of risk. A lot of people that we've worked with that have gone through those challenges had to change their trading style because the risk that they want to take doesn't necessarily fit the rules of the challenge. The cool thing about trading your own money is, again, it's, it's you you make the rules. If you want to risk 20% on a trade, you can do it. You can do it. Jagger says, I wouldn't be comfortable with losing five trades in a row and blowing half my account, yeah, but then but then again, Jagger, it goes back to maybe this trader's system or strategy, whatever it is, maybe there's never a five trade losing streak, so that's why I say and that's why he says, you know, I think he said, um you would he said, I wouldn't advise doing it until you've been profitable, consistently profitable for at least five plus years." Because after five plus years, I, I gotta tell you this from personal experience, you start to know your trading pretty well. I, I'm pretty accurate at predicting my return year to year. Now, I don't know when it's gonna happen. I don't know when my hot streaks and cold streaks are gonna come. That that seems to be different every year. But I'm pretty accurate at predicting what my return will be each year. so it, once you've been you know once you've been trading for a while you get pretty good at making these predictions so again if you've never been in a position where it's like hey i i in in and, and again i'm not, i'm not saying that i would do this right again i, I am a, a, in a different boat here but if you've been trading for a while and you've never had a five trade losing streak there's no reason to expect a five trade losing streak now you can still prepare for it but if, that, if that's what your strategy does, if it's a, a maybe a, a, a high hit rate strategy, a high win percentage strategy, maybe it never does that. So, again, it, it depends on, yeah, we, we don't know the trader's strategy. The trader doesn't know your strategy. It, it depends on what your numbers are saying. That's why the numbers are so important, because they won't lie to you. They won't lie to you. They won't lie to you. I thought that was an interesting topic. I still don't know why it goes straight from one to three to more than 5%. No one no one likes three to five. Maybe it's go big or go home type of type of mentality. Um, Doug says uh, the key in risk management is, uh, is the identifying part. Because if you do not know what the risk is and how it will affect your business, then if you take the risk... You accept the outcome uh, without knowing what it is. Yep. That's why the numbers are so important. That's why people need to backtest before they trade. So they can have those numbers and they can have that data, right? And they can make informed decisions instead of guessing. And like Duncan said, if, you're, if, if, if you know and accept... It makes the psychological part that much better. Like if you if if you know and accept the fact that you may have to take a 10% drawdown at some point in your trading year in order to get that 80% return, when that 10% drawdown comes, are you shocked? Are you caught off guard? No, right? You this was part of the deal. But if you don't know that. If all of a sudden you don't know any of your numbers and then that 10% drawdown comes and now you're caught off guard, then it's going to trigger all these emotions. We talked yesterday about how emotions will kill you as a trader. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Remember, YouTube channels, subscribe to them, Stokes, Akeel Stokes Shorts, and The Trader Coffee Break. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. That way you don't miss the newest uploads or the newest live sessions on any of those channels. All right. I'll see you next time, guys. And remember, plan your trade, trade your plan.